0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Babe Ruth struck out 1,330 times. Well, Babe Ruth is a failure. You men would say, You're nuts. Isn't that right? Because we know. I think, what did he have, 740 home runs or something like that? Outstanding. Of course, you know, there's really outstanding players today, but at that time. And then I read about this guy, R.H. Macy. He failed in business seven times before his store was successful in New York City. Do you know Macy's? Macy's, uh, Thanksgiving parade, we're all familiar with that. We love if we go to New York, you want to go in Macy's whether you buy anything or not because it's, you know, it's in the movies, it's known everywhere. You know, think about it. He failed seven times. Well, if I failed once in business, I guess I can't be in business anymore. Well, that's where you're believing something that is not true. Failure is never final. Say that with me. Failure is never final. God has the last word. Norman Vincent Peale said this, Believe you are defeated. Believe it long enough. It is likely to become a fact. Proverbs 23, 7, a a familiar verse to those of you that are regular here in attendance. For as he thinks in his heart so is he. What you think on is what you will become. Um, and, and it really is true. I, I read this, and I read it many years ago, um, about, um, I think, Carl, what is it, Walinda, you know, the flying Walindas. You know, I, some people probably in here will remember them. But anyway, they're a famous family, you know, uh, doing all kinds of um, acrobatic, You know, and the tightrope, walking the rope and doing all those things. But Carl, three, three months before he died, he began to concentrate and think on not falling off the rope. Now think about this. And someone observed that and was around him and knew that that's what he was doing. He was concentrating on not falling. We don't need to concentrate on not falling. We need to concentrate on succeeding and walking the tightrope, if you will. Think about that, walking the right way, walking that tightrope, not We're going to fall. We're going to fall. We got to, you know, we got to, you know, really think about it so we don't. No, we're going to make it. The Lord is on our side. We're not going to be failures. We're going to overcome. We're going to walk in victory. And this failure is not final. It is a thing that I am going to learn from. My tuition is paid and I'm going to grow from this experience and not become bitter. I was reading, and it, just turn over here. It's, it's really not what I'm talking about, but it, just in Bible reading, I, I've been looking in Hebrews, and turn over there with me. Let me see if I can find it real, real quick. Um, Hebrews chapter number 12, verse 14 and 15. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace. Don't you just love peace? I love peace. I love for peace to be in my house. I love when I'm in my car to be at peace. I love when I'm in my office to be at peace. I know that there are times that things are hectic and, you know, noise and things are going on, but I love peace. And I think even in the middle of all that, you can still have peace. But follow peace. But now listen to this. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. I don't want to fail of his grace, do you? Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. See, when you're in a failure, sometimes this... Root of bitterness can come because of what's happened. Well, I don't understand. Why Why has this happened to me? And it it, it it hasn't happened to this one. And, you know, they've lived a life worse. You know, if you get into that, you just need to live in the grace zone. And don't try to figure out what's going on with everybody else and compare yourself with everybody else and get down and and be a whiner and a complainer. And look, I know life can hand you some some really difficult things. I know that. I'm, I'm aware of that. But it's how you deal with those things. Now listen. And he said, lest any root of bitterness springs up A root of bitterness takes hold in your life. And it's just like, you know, this week I've been working in my yard. My gosh, I've never seen so many weeds in a shrub bed in all my life. I've never. I, I loaded up five trash bags full of weeds. And it's like, how did they get there? I don't know. One day they were there and the next day I had pulled them. Five big bags of them. And I got out there in those, uh, in those weeds, and it's the funniest thing about them you know, they, they've they got a root system and you'll start pulling here and by the time you get through with them, they're, the it goes way uh, to another area. And see, that's the way bitterness is. You think bitterness is in, you know, that one little relationship, that bitterness is in this one little place that you can keep it compartmentalized. I'm telling you, you don't keep it compartmentalized. It begins to spread and see, that's what this scripture is talking about here. But Now, listen to this next word. The the root of bitterness will spring up, and it will trouble you, and many will be defiled. In other words, bitterness just doesn't affect one person. It's a poison that sprouts up, and it affects more uh, people that are associated with the one bitter person. Now, this word trouble, listen to what the word trouble means. It means to annoy to harass, to upset, to bother you to the point you're constantly pestered by the thought of it. How many of you know what I'm talking about when you've got in bitterness and unforgiveness and and there's been a failure in your life and you get into that place and you are constantly being pestered of the thoughts related to the person, to the situation, to all the details related to it? You gotta deal with it. And you can't camp out there. You've got to forgive. You've got to release. You've got to let go of failure of any kind, whether it's in your life or in the lives of those that you love or care for. Amen? All right. Now what we need to do, and really quickly, I'm going to have to go through these things. I know there's no way I'm going to finish tonight. I say that every time, but I, there's just so much I want to say to you because I believe it just helps us. I really do. But the first thing I want to talk to you about, uh, a failure, is focus on succeeding, not failing. Remember I told you the story of uh, Carl Walinda, You can't focus on the failure, you know, I'm going to fall, I don't want to fall. You've got to to focus on succeeding and making it and walking the tightrope. Amen? Dante said this, the more we concentrate on avoiding failure, the more failure prone we become. See, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is, so he will become what you think on. People think, well, nobody knows. You know, it's just, it's just my thinking. It's just my thought process. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not speaking it out. But if you continually let that play over and over like a recorder in your mind, you will start saying it. You will start acting it out. You just will. That's just the way we are as human beings. The second thing I want us to, to look at is we need to learn from our failures. Don't cover it up. Now I dealt a little bit uh, with that, but um, but not completely in the way I want to talk to you about it. Now Philippians 3:13 and 14, if you will, put that up for us, and uh, we'll look at that. Philippians 3:13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Now that's very important. This one thing I do. Not focusing on a bunch of things, but this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, before you can successfully go into your future and reach, and really that word means to stretch, to stretch forward. Well, I'm going to tell you, you can't hold on to your past and stretch forward into what God has for you. There has to be a releasing and a letting go and a pressing on, a stretching forward into your future. That's very important for you to do that, to let go, forget the past and reach forth to the future. Now, I've already told you, you need to learn from your failures and your mistakes. But once you do that and you look at it, then it is time to forget it. You know, I I liken it like this, you know, ladies, you know, we like jewelry and uh, many of us do. And, you know, it's like having a necklace around your neck or, you know, a bracelet on or something like that. And what we do is we wear our failures that way. You know, um, I was married, but, you know, the guy was a creep, and I did everything right, and yeah, right. Okay, that's the bracelet. You know, and I've gone bankrupt, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've really messed, you know, my life up, and, you know... That's the necklace around our neck and the bracelet. We just keep, we keep fooling with it. We keep looking at it. We keep, you know, every day we get up and get ready and we put on our jewelry and we got to make sure, you know, we got to get that necklace in place because that's going to remind us of that creep that we married that, you know, that really, you know, did us wrong, male or female. I'm not just talking about male. So you guys don't get mad at me. doesn't matter. But see, that's the way we do. Instead of doing what that says and forget the past, let the past be the past, forgive those people, release them, let them go, you know, not camp out in, you know, our financial failures or our business failure or whatever it was. Don't keep wearing that stuff, take it off. Get you some new jewelry. You have license now, ladies. You can get you some new jewelry. All the husband said... <laughs> I don't believe that was real genuine and sincere. So we must learn from our failures and then move on. Don't blame other people. Now I, I see this so much in our nation. And and you know, if we're not careful, we will start doing this too. Well, It's those people, you know, if they hadn't done that, then we could have this. Don't blame your problem on other people. That's important. Well, just think about it. In the very first book of the Bible, Adam, what did he do? You know, Adam sinned, you know, and Eve, they were there together, you know, in the garden, ate of the forbidden fruit, and God came to them in the cool of the evening. What have you all done? What is going on here? And Adam said, "It's this woman. Now listen to this. You gave me." <laughs> he relinquished responsibility. He didn't take responsibility. God had made him the head, hadn't he? But he said, "It's this woman." Blaming the woman, "You gave it." Even telling God, "It's his fault." then I'm this way. See, don't blame other people. I I tell you, I admire people who will say, I did it, I made a mistake, I didn't judge it right, whatever. I just take responsibility for it. How refreshing is that? Because we don't hear it very much. We have a car accident. Don't say anything. It was your fault. You pull out in front. Don't say anything. The insurance company tells you not to admit it. Okay, so I guess you got to follow what they say. But in your heart, you know you did it. Don't try to blame it on them. I, I remember that, uh, that I was expecting Lauren, and I was like, uh, uh, you know, ready to deliver. And we were in a car uh, not too far from here, and a guy ran the stop sign. And hit us as we were coming straight down with no stops or anything. And he told the police that it was our fault that we did it. Oh, is that right? You had the stop sign and they're coming straight, but it was their fault. Well, he couldn't. Make it stick, obviously. But see, people don't want to admit he failed to obey the stop sign that day. Now, I talked a little bit before about don't build a memorial to your failure. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that, but I'm going to read to you out of the Message Bible, and I think you can show this on the screen Isaiah 43, 18. What a telling scripture! Isaiah 43, 18 out of the Mes- Message Bible forget about what's happened don't keep going over old history i have talked to people men and women who have been divorced for 10 years and you would th- and, and you know you don't know that when you start talking and then and then you ask and, and when did that happen oh that was 25 years ago that's old history folks, and God wants you to move forward. Are you here you going home? All right, the fourth thing don't allow others to cause you to be a failure. Don't allow others to cause you to be a failure. They can hold you in a certain light. They can talk about it. They can say it. But don't you buy into it and don't you be intimidated by it. I was reading the story in Nehemiah chapter number four there. And, and we're f- familiar if we you know read the Old Testament about Tobiah and Sanballat. And you know, Nehemiah was sent back to Jerusalem to build the walls. You you know, he was to build them. But there was two two enemies along with a lot of, you know, enemies that were the Amorite, this eye, that eye, you know, all those people. And they were gathering themselves together. And they were intimidating Nehemiah and those men who were up on the wall building, doing what God... And they kept saying, you're going to fail You're going to fail. You're not going to be able to do this. And Nehemiah said, I'll just show you. He said, okay, this group, you go watch. You go watch and see what they're doing. That's the prayer warriors. This group over here, you go build a wall. We're going to show them. We're not going to fail and they're not going to hinder us. And so they did it. And Nehemiah, in a few chapters over, he told Sam Ball- Ballad and Tobiah, he said, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. And you know, that's what we need to say to the people who remind us of our failures, who talk about what happened in the past, who, who uh, just rehearse those things. We need to say, you know what? I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. And I'm not going to be intimidated and I'm not going to be stopped because you remember my past. It's old history. And I'm going Going on. I'm moving on. Amen. All right. The fifth thing is view failure as momentary. View failure as momentary. It's not permanent in your life. It doesn't mark you. It doesn't, it doesn't take your life and define who you are. It's an event. It's something that happened. But it's not where you're staying. It's momentary. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9 in the Living Bible says this. We get knocked down, but we get up again, and we keep going. I got a word for you tonight. Get up. Get up and keep on going. Well, but this. Well, but that. Take your jewelry off. Take that necklace off. Take that bracelet off. Get away from that memorial. Philip says it like this. We may be knocked down, but we are never, listen to this, knocked out. A righteous man falls seven times and he rises up again. That's what God's telling us. Failure is never final. Amen. There's so much I could say, so many more examples that I can give you. But I think that our cup is full and we understand that we don't have to live in our failures. Everybody fails. Everybody misses the mark. Everybody has issues in their life, but we can't let them define who we are. We belong to Jesus Christ. Jesus, the greater one, lives on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you, the one that is in the world, intimidating you, chiding you, reminding you, Of your past. And remember this failure is never final. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.